Mavericks in Dallas. So you can see through the screen share here, it was an overtime win, and Austin Reeves got a fucking game winner. The undrafted rookie who fits really well throughout all our team, and it's kind of crazy because he's undrafted, playing next to all these Hall of Famers, was the guy who played really fucking well tonight, and he ended up getting a game winner in overtime. Lakers win 107-104. So leading up to this game, we knew the Lakers weren't, I mean, the Mavericks weren't going to be playing with Doncic, and we had all our stars. So you'd think that it'd be a pretty, you know, you'd think that we'd stop them. But if you've been watching the team this year, you know that that never goes according to plan. Now, granted, we were missing Dwight, THT, and Malik Monk. They're all out because of COVID protocols. But honestly, these close games don't exactly bother me that much because I just know the big hurdle that we have to climb up. We have three stars that don't exactly fit very well. We've had guys in and out of the lineup. We've had changing lines because of injuries. I just care that we got the win. Honestly, that's just the stage we're at. People have been in and out of the lineup. And like I said, our stars don't naturally mesh. If it's going to work, it's going to take a little bit of time to work. But there were some bright spots in this game. Russ had a pretty good first quarter. Um, The Lakers are doing a great job of opening up the paint for him. And basically, they were setting screens really high. Um, Almost at actually one screen they set up at half court with DeAndre. Um, Stuff like that ended up giving Russ a full head of steam going into the paint. And when you set him up like that, he is almost guaranteed to do something really good. Also, if you keep the paint open. Um, but the Mavs kind of caught on to that in the second quarter. But we got that really good first quarter from Russ. Um, it felt like we could have been on our way to a blowout, but it was pretty clear by the second quarter that wasn't going to happen. Um, just a little through the second quarter, you can see the game flow right here. Um, the Lakers lose it. <laughs> That's usually how things go. Um, same kind of Jekyll and Hyde stuff with the Lakers, but Anthony Davis in particular was having a pretty rough time. He threw up some really nasty air balls, and I think seeing the ball go that off um, kind of rattled him. He had two or three of them, actually. You know, he has he has his shooting, shooting struggles this year. He's not getting as many calls in the paint because of the rule change, but also I don't think they ref him very well. Um, but you can see him getting visibly upset with himself after timeouts. It all kind of made me start to weigh the mental side of AD's struggles this year. You know, physical things like his changing body type, more muscle mass, you know, in his shoulders that he added on to play center. That can all play a part too. But I think that it could be all be compounded by the mental state that he's in. Um, you know, he did slightly adjust his shot when it has been going through. And we've seen this in a couple of games where his offensive is bad. Um, he'll focus more on defense. He um, did have one fuck up at the end though, where he doubled a guy who was driving and the guy LeBron was actually guarding him. Guy drives to the paint. AD is on the three-point line, and he doubles him, which leaves Max Kleba open at the end for a bank shot to tie it up. That didn't go so well, but I kind of forgive AD because all the great defensive sequences that we've seen from him, game-moving defensive plays, he can be such a force on that end, and I'm kind of willing to overlook that. You know, he's out there night and night out doing a little more than asked him on the defensive end because of the quality of our defensive players, basically, but... Despite the seemingly crappy game from AD, he did finish with plus, where is he? Looking at the stats right now. AD finished with plus 21, which is far and away the highest on our team. So the plus minus is a little deceptive here. That's why I kind of like looking at it, keeping an eye on it. Um, You'd think AD was having this really god-awful game, and he kind of was offensively, but he was still holding it down. Basically, what that means is his team – didn't really give up the lead that much when he was on the floor. You know, he 
he kept it high in the plus minus department. Um, LeBron was actually minus six, although I thought he did pretty well tonight. LeBron finishes with 24, three rebounds, five assists, a steal. Um, but he finishes with a minus six there. So that was kind of surprising. Um, yeah, AD did a really good job, I think, just keeping us afloat. He started prioritizing rebounding a little more. I think he kind of cracked it down on defense, except for that play at the end. Um, but the offense continues to be a struggle. And we all know if we don't get championship level AD, the team isn't going anywhere. Like kind of like last year, the conversation was if we didn't get AD or if we didn't get healthy LeBron, the team still isn't going anywhere, you know? So that's something to think about a little further down the line. Um, I was happy with the way that AD kind of stayed in the game. I hope that his offensive struggles, you know, get turned around. So plus 21 for him. That's great. Minus six, again, surprising for LeBron. Looking at the Mavs, though, who was really killing us was, where is he? Jalen Brunson. He finishes with 25. Kleber, he had that big shot at the end. But Tim Hardaway Jr. had 20. It was really Tim Hardaway and it was Brunson. They were really the ones bringing it to us tonight. There was a lot of times where I thought the Lakers were going to just let the Mavs steamroll them. You know, we were letting them take really easy shots. And there was, it felt like 10 or so moments where I kept saying to myself, I can't believe we're not down 10 right now. The Mavs just weren't hitting their open shots. Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Porzingis at the end. They're really the main culprits for them. They power their offense. Brunson is good, but it's still annoying seeing him, a non-star, go off against the Lakers because there is always that one guy who is, who always goes off. Tonight it was Brunson, but we got the win, so that makes that sting a little less. Not at all, actually. You know, if we get the win, then who cares? On to the next one. But once again, man, shout out Austin Reeves, who got the game-winning three at the end for us. He uh, got assisted by Westbrook, and also shout out Wayne Ellington. He's the one who got the three to tie it heading into overtime. So Wayne Ellington ties it on a wild three. This is right after he shoots an air ball, too. A lot of shitty air balls tonight between him and AD. Um, nine points on the night, three steals. Some really good defense by Ellington tonight. You know, I think his defense is kind of coming along Interested to hear what you think in the comments or whatnot, because I think Ellington, you know, he kind of struck me as a guy that is his offense going to outweigh his defense. I mean, Miami did not want to sign him after all. Um, but the last few weeks, I really come around on him. You know, you're not going to get amazing defense every possession, every possession, um, possession to possession. Sorry. But I think under Frank and the guidance of even someone like Phil Handy, who took Kuzma's defense up a notch, I think we can get to a point with Ellington where he's good enough. And we already know the three is there. So even if he's not on fire, the defense still has to guard him, which keeps the floor up for Braun, AD, and Westbrook. So thanks, Wayne, for another solid outing, man. Yeah, Braun was his usual self. His defense wasn't fantastic tonight, and he was really a big part of the reason why the Mavs were getting back in it back in that second. Same with Westbrook. His defense wasn't the greatest. The Mavs are really the ones controlling the whole game. You know, see right here, looking at this game flow chart, middle of the second, they get the lead back. They cut away. They cut away our lead very quickly. They kind of get a little stranglehold in the third, and then we get it back. And then the fourth was really all them until we kind of rallied at the end. Um, but back to Austin Reeves, man. He's got that Caruso effect for our team, and you can't help but compare him because he's a young white guy, and he tries his ass off on defense. And But I think that's the exact kind of guy we need, which is such a bummer why we didn't keep Caruso. You know, he's a low mistake, high effort player on a team where the inverse is very prevalent. But it's fun to compare Reeves and Caruso, man. Alex was a defensive force with hops for days. 
solid three if he was feeling it. Um, they're about the same height. Alex has a little more muscle, but he has all that big game experience of an NBA finals run. You know, when he was on the Lakers, he could kind of run the offense, but it wasn't his main strength. It was really point of attack defense, fighting through screens, hustle plays. That was Alex's main thing. Offense was kind of secondary with Alex. Austin, on the other hand, probably has an even stronger offensive skill set than Alex does right now. Now, granted, I haven't seen a whole lot of Caruso play in Chicago, but I do think his game is pretty much very similar. Um, Austin's got some moves, though. You know, he's being used as a spot-up guy, but even in the game winner, he was, he was a spot-up guy, slightly drifting towards the top of the arc, but we've seen Reeves pull off some, you know, really tough jumpers, you know, spinning fadeaways. He did that like a couple of games ago. Um, really good to see Reeves get 30 minutes tonight. He's getting a lot of minutes earlier this year than he hurt his hamstring, and Frank has been hesitant on bringing him back fully into the lineup. Well, Frank, it's pretty much fucking time, man. It was apparent after our first game that we need Reeves' skill set, we need his effort, and Reeves is always willing to give it. We need to ride him out as much as we can, in my opinion. We need to give him as much NBA experience as possible. We need to just give him as many reps with the Stars as possible because it's all going to come down to reps. That's why teams like Phoenix and you know, the other teams like, like Giannis, like the Bucks. That's why teams like that made it so far last year because they had that continuity. And that's still a big theme this year. I can't believe he's just an undrafted rookie, man, but he's that good. He fits into our team and it's great to see him have a successful night and be the hero of the night like this. Um, you know, his defense, his efforts, three-point shooting, and even his facilitation. He had a really nasty pass to Westbrook. Um, it got, ended up getting blocked by Porzingis, but you see the little flashes with Reeves. I hope he's going to be with us for a long time, but you know how things go with us. Um, you know, he may end up be just being a trade trip, maybe not this season, or, you know, maybe we'll give him a contract, but I hope he stays with us as long as possible. I had a good feeling about Caruso and I got another good one about Reeves. He's like Caruso. I think he can get to Caruso's level of defense, but he's already further ahead than Alex in terms of his offense. So the Lakers scouting department might, might've done it again. They might've found another gem for us, man. But yeah, congrats, Reeves. Congrats, Lakers. I don't care that Luca wasn't there. We just need to get the wins and we need to have continuity. And we just, we got that tonight. We got the win. We built continuity, got the win on the road. I'm happy with tonight. So yeah, that was a short one, but thanks for tuning into the show today. That's all I got for now. Uh, go Lake Show. Happy for Austin Reeves. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>